The other thing about that song, this is the only time you failed as a producer. Let me just try <laughs> to find this. Um, because I had told you, Marika did this classical thing in the middle, and then when we came oh, right. back, I was like, I want to sound like Axl Rose and Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, like, I want to, like, scream like a siren. So I'm just going to play what actually <laughs> ended up happening. Hold on. <laughs> It's, it's like I've been kicking the balls. <laughs> it does kind of sound like that. It's like, like, yeah, the, kid, kick- like <laughs> the kid like swung the wiffle ball that you right in the ball. Like I wanted a scream that went on for like eighteen measures. That was like two right. and a half measures. No, yeah, you, like you could blame me. Quick. You could blame me because it was my voice. Or right, I could well, blame I probably could have done something more. Well, yeah, I think that's where that... screamed that, and, like, fell, fell down a manhole <laughs> or something. I think that's where that tight reverb really would have come in handy. Do you know? <laughs> like, that's what we needed. But you couldn't figure out how to plug it in. But anyway, right. I, I've moved on. So yeah. you guys actually wrote a song about me. Do you remember um, that? Yes, there is a song about you. Okay, and... Uh, I, I don't know. Hammer is the word. We had, uh... That was... Do you know even know what song, song that is? The good, the good Times Are Killing Me or something like this that? This Job Is Killing Me. Right, yeah. Now, was that supposed um, to be complimentary or not? Uh, it was our, our titling and, like, a lot of titling and lyrics stuff was kind of arbitrary. And lyrics, right. Well, you say that, but there, there's a lot of good lyrics in the Walkman. That's the thing. I mean, arbitrary, sure. Like, maybe artful. Well, no, I, I would say our titling. Titling often did not have anything to do with the lyrical content. Well, okay, you say that, but the fact is, is that... The the title was the refrain of the song over and over again. Okay, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe on that one, maybe on that one, it tied in a little bit. <laughs> okay, thanks. Was that song um, supposed to be a compliment? Oh, is there a meaning? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't oh, write really. any lyrics on that song, so you got you have to ask, you have to ask my cousin about that. Really, you're gonna back yeah. out on that, but I do remember. I, just, I did, I did the drum beat. I do remember it was like, um. There was some part about like popping pills and like like calling and eating out of the trash. Well, that was lyrics you guys wisely got away with. Wisely got away with? Like didn't use. There was like lines like, "He's eating food out of the trash, popping pills and calling (laughs) his ex." (laughs) And let me read the lyrics. He clears his throat and he's driving up his crowd. He used to sway, but he's turned it around. Yeah, he's mopping up his brow. I don't like that. He's mopping up his brown. It makes me sound like a sweaty, heavy, heavy yeah. set guy. But that's okay. And it's all, a co- of course, it's about being on the bus. Right. It's actually pretty good lyrics. He's lunging two words atop a bus. He's talking all day long. He's always telling us it's easy to get You're around. Right? He's always telling, telling us right? it's easy to get around. Man, I know my stuff. When I get home, I'm alone for just so much. Honey, this job is killing me. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Yeah, but now he's at home, and he's counting his cash. He's popping pills, and he's calling his ex. And it was before you guys, Pam was going to do, yeah, but now he's at home eating out of the trash. He's popping pills and calling his ex. I don't know. That's, that, you know, I, I didn't write those words. Okay. Well, you no, know, that was, was going to be the hit song on that album. Yeah, but it's just, it's not a very I don't know it didn't come out very well when we were writing it it sounded kind of it sounded like a like a very poppy 
yeah. to us. And we're like, yeah, this song's going to break, break through. Yeah. Uh, and then once we finished recording it, it just sounded kind of shitty. Huh. Huh. Well, you know, I, it's, it still sounds good. I, I'm, you know, like anyone, I'm flattered, even if it's a, a critical song. So I'm okay with that. Because it's smoke and it's got enough Radio baseball. So when we were touring, we would do radio oh, yeah. baseball. Can you describe um, what that is for the listening audience? God, I haven't played it in a long time. Oh, really? I think it's where, oh, I, 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 know, I haven't played it probably since that, since that tour. Oh, really? Why? Maybe the Walkman played it some after that. I don't know. We got... We, All right. Know. Well, just... I can help you if you need it. We, I, I remember that you would... You would, you would go around the car, and one person's turn would happen at a time, and whoever's turn it was would, you turn on a, like a random station, 
you you know you hit scan and like yep. whatever song came on, I think you had you you tried to name artist, song title, album. Maybe those are the three. Man, then artist, year was the home run. Title album, maybe year. Yeah, I mean year sure was the home run. Yeah, so your single is for artist. Double yep. was artist and title. Triple was artist title album. Home run is artist title album year. Is that right? Yep. That's right, but I can't remember. And so, if you couldn't figure it out, it was a strike. And so, three strikes, you were out. Right. If you couldn't figure it out, yeah, then you hit scan again and you get it. But there was some ball too. I feel like there was like I think a ball. I think if you got like static, or if you got like uh, talk radio. Right. That might have been a ball because you know when we were playing, we were in the south, and so there was a lot of stuff we just could not answer. I don't feel like it went. That well, right, a lot of a lot of country music, a lot of, a lot of country music. Now, I'm actually going to test you on this. Okay, so I'm going to test you on this, and it's actually the theme song underneath my opening. And you only get a couple of seconds. So, I don't know what that is. It's kind of really? like uh, you don't have Laura Branigan or something. I, I no, couldn't really hear it very well. Hold on, I'll give you just a little bit more, okay? Turn, turn it up. Or put the well, I can't. I'll, I'll do the best I can. Anything? No, that sounded even worse, actually. Uh, you're blaming the sound. You're blaming the sound, but it's uh, <laughs> it's Teacher by Jeff Bortel. Oh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know the that. Only Jeff, the only Jeff Hotel I know is Thick as a Brick. Right, but that song is good, actually. It's, the teacher is good. I mean, I'm not a big tall fan, but the teacher is good. All right, so that's a strike, but we can move on. And and as your opener, I have to say, I actually introduced you to the other opening acts. Uh-huh, yeah, like We're, we wouldn't hang out with them. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You, know, you were like, you guys were a lot. You don't want to, like, meet everybody and, like, talk about everybody's <laughs> but it was Family, fun, though. Like their backstory. It what? was fun. It was fun, though. <laughs> was fun yeah. having you. Well, that, I, I think you just had me because I had a rental car. Like, I, that's kind of, fig- I figured that out. Like, you just wanted to be in the rental car. Like, let's get, let's get Norm. <laughs> he plays an let's instrument. Let's get Norm. I think he's our best chance <laughs> he, of getting a rental car. He's cheap. He'll be alone. <laughs> He'll have to get a rental car, and I can just drive with him. Um, my my favorite memory of that tour is one that I tell often, but I don't think anybody can actually fully appreciate it. it. Was when after after the long drive, at some point, you and me and Ham went to the movies. Remember? Oh yeah, that was in Texas. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and you were you know wearing your like all black oh, yeah. and like your boots, and you had the full thing going, like handlebar mustache. Yeah. And the the woman behind the glass was like, uh, so. Do you have a like military discount or anything like that? And you're like, do you mean am I in the military? And she was like, yeah. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> well, I had like giant sunglasses, bell bottoms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She was not. <laughs> you're, you're like, do you mean am I in the military? No. <laughs> That's that really good. Well, that was, was that after that was after the traffic jam. So we were probably. Still I think it was, yeah. Totally euphoric for having dodged that. Richard Swift died. Yeah. Did yeah. you keep up with him at all? I did actually. I I I'd done. I'd, he he helped me on some of my records. Oh. And uh, and we were communication. I was helping him with some lyrics or some of his stuff. Yeah. And I. Uh, 
And yeah, I, I, so I went out there. I, I recorded with him, like, I guess the, the he died in a couple June, of years ago. I think. June last year? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, I recorded with him, I think, the summer before that out there in, in uh, Cottage Grove. Yeah, such a nice yeah. guy. It's a great guy, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed him because that was the band I opened for, they were opening for you when we went in the Okay, right. We were right, in the but South. those guys were different. Those guys were actually friends with. And we, like, hang out, you know? No, I know, but I actually think I'm the one who bridged that divide. I distinctly remember being in... Is that right? Yeah, and we were playing Cincy or something like that, or right across the river from Cincy. And uh-huh. I was... I was... I made that introduction because you guys were, you know, like, not looking at them, not acknowledging <laughs> them. Um, all yeah, right. those guys are great. Yeah. It's too bad. It's too bad. Um, I know. Yeah, but we'll play a song in the show for him. By the way, I read the book, Meet Me in the Bathroom, which yeah. you're in, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have you have some cool parts in that. I'm like the I, star I, of that book. 
Well, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> there are what you do say I liked. I think I you really it. capture that you're kind of befuddled by the whole thing a little bit. You know, the fire eater thing, and there's a sense of like, okay, all right, we're doing this now. <laughs> do you think that early 2000s New York scene, was it really a scene? No. I mean, maybe it was. We weren't part of it. You guys just weren't a part of it. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a bunch of different scenes. Maybe. We just wanted social with other bands. You know, like when we would, when, like, you go to a festival or something, and, like, all the other bands, like, hanging out, like, backslapping backstage, and we're like, how the hell do they know each other? How does everybody know each other? We don't know anybody. We sit alone in our dressing room, you know? Well, you guys, like, you, you told me that you guys had a reputation for being unfriendly. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I think people saw that. I mean, I know some of the people better now, like the guys from the National and stuff, and Matt Singer always talked about how he thought we were, like, real badasses and, like, standoffish. That was kind of like... I think we were just socially awkward. I think that's what it was. Didn't you insult the basis of Green Day? Uh, yes. But I, I, we're, we're, like, actually, it was like, we're, we're drunk. It was like... Yeah. Very late at night. Well, that was probably part of it. But of all of the like, yeah. New York bands in that early 2000 period um, that really kind of made it on the same level of you as you guys, what do you think, what was a band that you really kind of respected out of that period? I'm sure you respected a lot, but is there one that stands out where you're like, well, I, really, I always really liked what they did? I mean, I always liked the Strokes first record. Yep. Uh, I was surprised by it. I thought that I thought I thought it was gonna be like big, like big rock, you know. Yeah. And I remember when when I first heard it, and it was so sort of dinky and like melodic and sort of light. You know, mm. I was like, oh my god, I love this! It's so mm. it's so refreshing. I was so surprised by it. I, I always loved that record. I didn't play record. I mean, I never listened to it. Yeah. Did you I, know I, I those? We played we played with them a few times. I guess. Yeah. Did you know those guys before they hit? No. No, you just didn't know him. Was there yeah. another band that you knew coming up that was... Yeah, I mean, I knew that, I knew that, I knew a lot of them, actually, just independently of music. I knew the AAS, mm-hmm. you know, like, I knew Nick uh, from the AAS, we went to, you know, we went we to bars together, so we were on the same, we were on the soft, like, the rock uh, and roll, all, all the musicians were on, like, the same softball team, so I was on a softball team, so I knew him from bars. Gotcha. Um, and... The Interpol guys, I think I knew all four of them independently, just socially. Like, I knew Sam, the drummer, because he owned that Deacon's Closet store, and, and my ex-girlfriend used to work there. I knew Daniel, my friend Mike Boardman from Washington, D.C., from NYU. And I knew Paul, the singer from uh, my friend Giles, who I grew up with, who I went to school with him somehow. Or I, know, some, I remember Giles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew all those guys. So yeah, when I heard they had a band, I was like, "Oh great, I gotta go see some friends' band. It's gonna suck, and I have to pretend I like it." Um, but then when I saw them, I was like, "Oh wow, I was I was amazed. They're actually good." I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be great." Yeah, I, didn't, I never really dipped into that. If you were to put on one song from that period that's not your band, what would it be? I feel like the song "Maps" by Yeah Yeah is a lot. Maps, okay.
Alright folks, and that is the first hour of Barbarian in the Valley. Damn. I want to give just a warm, heartfelt thanks to Walt Martin for being our special guest on this music special of Barbarian in the Valley. He is an actual gentleman and just one of my favorite people in the world to talk to. Visit him at waltermartinmusic.com Now, we have another hour coming up, and we're going to be talking about art this week and just where it is and where it exists and what it's for. So stay tuned for that next hour. I am the BIQ. I'm your barbarian in question, and you, by virtue of listening, are my barbarian kin. Now, that music underneath us, I remember that night very well. Creme de Cows, as the Walkmen were covering note for note, the Nielsen Lennon album Pussycats. Anyway, if you want to see the video, which I actually made, go to YouTube, enter Loop to Loop the Walkman, and you will see it. Stay tuned for the next hour. We'll be back in a minute. 